Why are you so angry about this? Who cares? You are a thief in the night. <laughs> All right, so hey, this is the next installment of, but the firstly named, uh, this episode at first sight. At first sight. So for those of you that aren't aware, you can see our very first episode was called Ten Seconds to Hell, which was a game that we created where we look at a movie poster and only the movie poster and try to figure out the plot of the movie. So far, it's only been two movies, including the one we just did. And they seem to be older films because there's a lot of films that we haven't seen. But if Tons. it's been out in the last couple decades, most likely we've seen it. So uh, we get uh, we don't pick these. We actually have people that send us uh, requests. And so this one comes from uh, this one comes from Barbara Carey down there in uh, Sarasota, Florida. So thank you, Barbara. We really appreciate it because this one. For me, it was a lot of fun to do. Uh, and I, I hope we don't get too close, but uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, we might have gone two different directions. Who knows? We'll see. So, yeah, and anyway, if I didn't explain it because Sorry, we did have, you know, a friend of Dips say that we don't explain things very well or we're all over the map, which is probably very true because neither one of us can hold a sentence That's without – figuring four other things to say within that sentence before it's finished. We, we have a black belt in tangents. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Because we just think of things, I mean, if we if we don't say it, we're going to lose it. This is how our conversations go in real life. We can't just stick on one topic. So <laughs> anyway, I didn't finish the lessons. The lessons was, this is the game. Um, we take the movie poster, we try to come up with the plot. So we get the tagline from the movie. If it's not on the poster, which a lot of these older movies have a tagline, uh, and that's, uh, for example, and Alien. Posters. <laughs> and multiple posters, sure. Uh, Alien, the tagline for that movie is, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's like the most famous one out there. That's a tagline that somebody comes up from marketing to kind of push the movie out. So we use a tagline like that. Um, and then whatever else is on the poster. So we see pictures. And then usually there's, especially with the older movies, they have uh, the few main characters, uh, the cast, I should say. And then in this the data case, production, <laughs> data production. In this case, we had like produced by, written by, like most of like the the head staff of this movie. So that's what we had to go on. We don't do research other than dips. You you looked at the actors and just saw what they've done previously, right? Yeah, that's what I did last time, and I kind of did it this time, but on on um, ten seconds to hell. Yeah. In my opinion, we had way more to go off of, you know, when it came to deducing typecasting. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little more difficult. I This one was very difficult um, unless you read into the images and you mm -hmm. go that route, which is more what I did. And I kind of went through something that's probably completely wrong. But Dips and I try to come as close to the plot as we possibly can without knowing the plot. Uh, I looked up the director because I, I have this thing with seeing what other movies they've produced and hopefully I can get a, a little thing of that. But I think that in this case, like the director was either the writer as well or had something to do Screenplay with Screenplay and directed by yeah. Joan Micklin Silver. Yeah. So um, I looked into her background and it's a lot of films I've never heard of. So I was like, okay, yeah. that's, that's not going to help no. at all. 
So that's, a, that's all help, I do. Some things do help. I won't oh, mention they? it now. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Don't. A, a little bit. A little bit. Don't, because that might put holes in my theory. <laughs> all right. All right. So let's let's. All right. So on uh, on our Instagram page, uh, you can take a look at this poster for yourself, and I would do it before we start getting in uh, into the weeds on this one. What's our Instagram? Our Instagram is for reels podcast. That's it. All right, perfect. That was a guess. <laughs> <laughs> In all fairness, you didn't create it. And I, I don't think you even it. accepted the invite to, but I to said it help so manage it. Didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. It was pretty good. But a, a little, a little flare of a question a at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> Pull here. Pull here. All right. So this is the the best way I can describe this poster to you. At the top, oh no, top. 50%, there's a man's face with snow covering the majority of the top of his hair. It's painted, you know, or, or, or drawn. His glasses have windshield wiper kind of designs on them. Um, underneath that is a house in a heavy snow season with a man and a woman hugging. The, the woman uh, standing on the right facing left. The man standing on the left, you know, hugging over her sh- or her left shoulder, then almost like a stamp, head over heels is the uh, the uh, like a squared off um, moniker behind them, and then under that is all the credits, and at the top you have the tagline: "Love does strange things to people," <laughs> and Charles is a little strange to start with. Yes, I, there's really. Not a lot to go on with this. Like, yeah. like you look at it. If you looked at it when you were walking past a movie theater screen, you would think it's one thing. But then when you press your face against the picture, yeah, you start thinking something else. <laughs> <laughs> if you zoom into the picture, you catch things too. It's it's yeah. such a weird, weird image, and it really it doesn't give you anything. Honestly, I think it just raises more questions than than ideas for what it could be. Which is probably a good thing for the time because we're talking pre-social media, pre-like like constant commercials and everything like that. So maybe people would watch this just because they watched, walk past it and said, the hell's that about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's what the, the creepy smile on the guy gives. Oh, yeah, he's sure. got a very creepy smile. But is it creepy or is it vacant? Like I don't, I don't, I don't think you want to give anything away. Right now, about you don't want to go further with that, well, and and so you people know that is John Hurd, who is the father from Home Alone. Yes, right. Who I like that guy. He, no, I like him too, and he's not really typecasted as anything. I've seen no. him be like a empathetic person. I've seen him yeah. be like a jerk. I've yeah. seen him be like a throwaway character. You know, he's like, been on TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah, his, exactly. His cameos. Like he's, he's very, and that's not to knock down what he's done. It's just, he's been able to like do whatever he needs to do. Right. In this, in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to this movie, it doesn't help you figure out the movie. Cause usually, uh, somebody is normally typecast in a certain role that they fit in. So you can kind of guess what it's going to be about Mm -hmm. based on that. You don't get that from him because like you said, such a range that he, he's been in, in different movies. And the same thing could be said about Mary Beth Hurt. Like, yeah. did you look at her IMDb? See what I she did was not. In? No. So 
She has, she's been in great movies. Some of like my favorite horror movies, some okay. of my favorite drama, like, like the exorcism of Emily Rose, you know, based on a true story. She played the judge, but then in other movies, like she plays like side characters, you know? So she's the only thing I can ascertain, cut that out, ascertain <laughs> <laughs> um, is like, she usually plays like a strong willed woman like not yeah. somebody that stereotypically for movies in this age would be you know like a a um how do you put this uh like a, a love interest that could be easily swayed you know you know for like a throwaway character now because we've seen a lot of you know women from like early movies from the 70s back that are just like you're the love interest like she she plays right. like strong characters right okay yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's where we fell into a trap with Ten Seconds to, to Hell, is because we thought that she wouldn't mean anything, but she actually was part of something. Yeah, we got the wrong um, frigging continent. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I still won't forgive myself. Yeah, for Dips that doesn't. It's just you can't let it go. I'm like, move on, man. <laughs> we've, I was we're like, give me one. one. We're going for one. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Bilko. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's get right into this. And right. um, why don't you go ahead? Do you want to kick off? Do you want to go through your theory or do you want to take a break? What do you want to do? Um, I don't want to take a break. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll not, be not between you and us. I mean, <laughs> do you want to hear mine first? Do you want to go first? You want to flip a coin? We seem to be doing no, that a lot. No, no, no. I'm done with the coins, dude. That, <laughs> yeah. that didn't help me. And, what are you talking about? It It always helps you. You always <laughs> well, win the you win the coin toss. We'll see by the end of the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, like, I, like Carrie talking to me and be like, you do realize what movies you picked, right? And and you're going to owe $100 in gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. I get it. You love Ethan Hawke. He's like, but you just threw away $50 on that first one. <laughs> <laughs> For your love. Was your love worth $50? <laughs> <laughs> this one's a difficult one and we might have to throw the ball around uh but let's start with some baseline stuff where do you think it takes place oh where yeah um i think i yeah i put uh colorado mm. i put because because it's kind of like i'll give you an idea yeah, yeah please the reason why because it kind of looks obviously it's um a snowy area. I didn't want to go Alaska because the house build kind of looks more mm -hmm. modern for the time. Looks almost like a um, like a snow lodge. So I was thinking it would probably fit better in like the the ski mountains of Aspen, but maybe somewhere else within a snowy area of, of Colorado. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was thinking. So I chose upstate New York. Okay. Um, the reason why I chose upstate New York is because. Uh, Joan Silver, apparently, and again, she has a long history. And like you said, we don't know a lot of the movies she's done. And suffice it to say, I got bored through this long story of reading. And so it was like, it's like, okay, here, here, and hamana, hamana, hamana. And then like, like skim through it. Um, but she's from New York. Okay. And All right. she rose to fame very quickly after, I believe it was college. And... Okay. And again, reading her story, I couldn't get a bead on like what type of movies, you know, like she, or, or screenplay she writ, wrote. No. Um, but this was one of her earlier successes for adapting. What was the the book that the screenplay was based off of? Uh, Chilly Scenes of Winter by Anne uh, Beattie. Um, 
I think this is one where, since it was early in her career, and apparently she was a pretty important, you know, like figure for like women, you know, directing and writing movies. Like, like it was early on, and she was considered one of the most important, you know, figureheads of that. Um, so I think that she played this one close to the chest, and so I'm going to say uh, Upstate New York. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, no, that the the logic is sound with that one. I like that. Well, let's see. I, last time we both said America, and it was well, freaking Germany. <laughs> All right. What next? Uh, what genre are you thinking? And by the by, by the way, like like I implore people who are listening to this, if you haven't seen the poster, pause it. And yeah. look at the poster because it really has a first wave impression. And then the more you look at it and when you read the, t- the, 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 the tagline bothers your brain trying to think what type of movie is this? Yeah. So I was going for suspense thriller at first mm-hmm. and then I'm kind of leaning towards like dark comedy, mm-hmm. but I don't know that that was really a category back then. Not positive about that. Um, but I think based on the way I presented this, I have notes. I have I, I actually it's a story. Um, I think it's a dark comedy that borders line on uh, on thriller. Okay, I when I was looking I guess you at just it, looked it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I I wasn't looking anything up. I I did look up just as a brief Google. 1979 dark comedies to see if there was like prevalent ones oh, that I would recognize okay. to be like, okay. was it popular and not to change my opinion, but just to be like, you know, for my own edification of how right yeah, you yeah. are. <laughs> no, it's, it's a fair question. Yeah. Um, and were there, I mean, you know, so nope, I got to know now. Too. I, I didn't reckon I like, again, because okay. I didn't want to see anything I didn't want to see. Okay. I looked at the movie posters. I didn't recognize any of them. Okay. All right. So what were you thinking? First glance, looking at the poster, I'm thinking romantic comedy. Then you read the, the the tagline, love does strange things to people, and Charles is a little strange to start with, and you and you put your face against the poster, and you notice certain things. Yeah. It drags me into a horror movie. Right. But I'm kind of looking at, like, I'm more looking at, like, I, I changed my mind. So okay. just so people know what I'm looking at. Uh, again, we have the picture of John Hurd. Uh, with the the snow on the hair, the the snow on the top of his glasses, and the windshield wiper reflection or whatever on his glasses, and then in front is him and what? Who did I say it was? Um, I think she. Her name was Laura in the film. Uh, Mary Beth Hurt. Yeah, Mary Beth. Hurt. Um, they're hugging. She is hugging him kind of eyes closed like you would somebody you trust and love, you know, like in burying, you know, like your cheek into their shoulder. And he is hugging somebody like somebody who is mimicking human emotion. (laughs) So you got that. You saw that his eyes are kind of looking looking, at you. Oh, he's, he's, he's looking over her shoulder. Almost like if he had a boomerang, like looking back into her eyes, like it's suspicious, you know? Yeah. And almost at you, it's kind of, Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of sinister. going to make me zoom. Is he looking at the camera? Because I think he's looking over the shoulder and down her back, but, know, but still suspicious. It's kind of like a Mona Lisa, I uh, <laughs> follow you what, type thing. What's got cake on it? <laughs> <laughs> Topical. Anyway, um, 
to me, it seems easy to go the the horror route. I'm thinking more that it's people that were at a gathering for other people that were that ended up being stuck in this house together. And okay. he is a bit creepy, but he's more awkward and she is very forward and right. able to like, you know, like discern certain things. And he likes her a lot, but he's he's the only um, she's the only one that can kind of see through his social awkwardness or even perhaps on the spectrum behavior. OK. And they happen to be stuck in this house, you know, through this snowstorm and learn more about each other and, and find love. Okay. So they came with others, but left together is basically kind of what you're saying. Either they, it's hard to tell. Like, not necessarily they came with significant others, but they came with, maybe they went to a wedding together. And so that's how they ended up meeting. And, and she's awkward because she's an introvert. And I think he's awkward because he's on the spectrum. He might be like kind of like spectrum behavior, but they kind of find each other in a certain way. And through, a snow in are able to learn more about each other and fall in love. Right. Okay. And she's probably a little cautious of him because of how, you know, like she's an introvert and he is an extrovert, but an extrovert that doesn't understand social cues. And so she's like, is he crazy? Is he dangerous and all this stuff? But he brings out the extrovert in her. I'm going for the love story, brother. Okay. (laughs) All right. So not not so much a thriller. Like you're not thinking mm-hmm. horror anymore. You're thinking romantic yeah. comedy. I, I think I think it's a romantic comedy. So you I, circled back to romantic comedy. Yep, basically. Okay. I, I had to think about it for a while because again, yeah. people, when you see this poster, like if you just dimmed it a little bit, you'd be like, oh, what's this horror movie? <laughs> okay, I think that our perception of Charles is pretty pretty close together, mm-hmm. but the storyline I went different. Okay, so. Do you want to get into plots right now? Do you want to like get into like what you thought? I kind of dipped my toe in it already. I forgot that I know. you know like what we were doing, but yeah, let's 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 hear your plot right now. Okay, so mine is like five pages. Okay, so but like people can't see it. Jeez, like, I'm yeah, six really inch, <laughs> six inch pages. Like, it's doodles. So I'm gonna actually kind of read and then like kind of give as I go. So here's here's like a like if you went into IMDb and kind of saw what they were they were saying this is what i think charles is an eccentric employee of a large architectural firm in colorado who moonlights as an inventor of strange but useful accessories electronics and other goods because of this he's independently wealthy and has a direct line to factories all over the world which also means that he can get his hands on almost anything at the firm He designs unique homes and buildings and is one of the top architects, but he doesn't own the firm, though he could because of his wealth. However, he makes people uncomfortable with his awkward pauses, his wide-eyed, creeper-esque stares, and his uncanny ability to be right behind you without you knowing. (laughs) He also. <laughs> I'm sorry. You no, it's good. That <laughs> he also has awkward jokes that usually end in oddities and dark punchlines. He has lines that begin funny but take strange and almost macabre turns. Audiences meant to enjoy them but feel odd for laughing. That kind of thing. Right. Um, 
People go out of their way to avoid him, but because he's always donning a chilling smile, they assume he's completely oblivious to their distaste, mm. right? He's just always has a smile. He's always looking at you. He's always creeping, but they think that he's just completely clueless, all right? Many of the inventions that he comes up with are harmless. Self-lacing shoes and eyeglasses with automated wipers on them <laughs> to keep clear rain and snow. Some seem ordinary, but are born from a deep desire for revenge from a disturbing mind. Now, let's talk about Laura. Dude, you took a hard right. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> let's talk about, oh, it, gets, it gets better. Let's talk about Laura. Laura is the wife of one of the executives of the firm and comes in often to aid the marketing team because she was an executive herself before she decided to split her time between work and home, you know, raising kids and stuff. Charles is infatuated with Laura. She has to spend time with him once in a while to get a better understanding of his designs because he's got wild designs, but people end up loving them. But she's got to kind of like understand what his concept is because he's very good at telling his concept as a story and she gets that, okay? So she needs to know these things in order to better navigate the marketing team to advertise to investors and clients. At first, Laura doesn't notice how peculiar Charles is and even laughs at some of his jokes. Like she's kind of fond of him in a like a brother-sister type of relationship. Mm -hmm. She also strays away from gossip and cooler talk, you know, quote unquote, because she's an executive, former executive, but now she's the wife of somebody. So she doesn't want to step on anyone to anyone's toes. And she doesn't, she's only there for like one thing. Right. But one day her husband notices her talking and laughing with Charles and has a discussion with her during dinner. Then she starts paying attention and acts weird around him. She starts noticing things. She stops meeting with him unless her husband is around. And she tells Charles that the husband's partners want him to be more involved in all the processes in order to like kind of like put it on him instead of her. Charles is a genius and sees right through the lie. He snaps, but doesn't show it. See, he's always known that people saw him differently That's and even avoided him. <laughs> Made fun of him behind his back, you know, just completely disrespected pause him. but pause yes so, so he's he's playing dumb like w w people write him off as playing not naive. being able to understand he's glad yeah. to to just let them have that opinion of him yeah and yeah. but when but this one takes a little bit of a personal jab at him because he was willing to like Engage he was age in 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 exactly. that. Okay, all right. No, I he like was, this. He was. He was. I kind of want to watch becoming, this movie. <laughs> I know. He started becoming fond of Laura because mm -hmm. she paid attention to him in a different way that no one else did, and he thought that everyone knew that he was odd and like everyone had the same opinion, but Laura did not. Right. You know, Laura actually was kind of like a sister, but almost like flirtatious without being flirtatious. Like she didn't mean to come off that way. It's just he's interpreting things because his mind is a little bit messed up, right? Mm. So he thought Laura was different. He also found Laura kind of irresistible because of the, fa the fact that she treated him differently. After he's slighted, his engineering brain kicks in and he devises a plan. He invites Laura and her husband to dinner at his house because he wants to show them a new invention that he hopes they will invest with him on. You know, he's very excited about it. He, he's thinking that they will be excited about it, and right. they'll, become, they'll all become rich together, yeah. right? Have you ever seen the movie Buried Alive from 1990? It was a TV movie, so you might not have seen it. 
No, I I mean I might have, but and again okay. that that sounds like some of my mom's alley, you know, like well, so she it might be. Let me give you a quick synopsis. Yeah, so, please. Uh, a wife is married to this hardworking like construction guy, and she hates him, but he doesn't know that she's having an affair with who she thinks is a doctor, and uh, they end up like devising a plan to kill him. Mm. They give him like a lethal shot of something, and they bury him. And like in a, a really poorly put together box, which mm. for him is like, how dare you? Because yeah, he I'm was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> right. He was still alive. He broke out of it because he was able to just punch right through mm. and ended up like going back to the house and seeing them having an affair. They go down in the basement for something or no, he, he like knocks them out or something. They're in the basement. And then while they're like passed out, he devises like a huge maze around the house, all of wood. Does that sound familiar at all? Did it? Uh, I, I might be mistaken. A Tales from the Crypt episode that might have bitten on this, but did it have razor blades on the side of the wall and everything? I don't know if it had razor like a blades. maze, like like where you have to like stay, not touching the wall. No, no, okay. it wasn't quite that dark, um, but it was it was it was sinister in its Sorry, own way. Folks. Because yeah, what happened was like they got in a fight. Like she found out that he actually wanted to kill her as well and keep mm. all the money because it was like a, a $1.5 million life insurance policy. Mm. And what happened was they start getting a fight. She kind of pushes him away. And as she's about to like stab him with a needle that he brought to like kill her, the door to the basement opens and they go upstairs and it's dark. And they, as soon as the door, they get through, the door closes by itself. And then they're like in this wooden frame and they can't get anywhere. And then all of a sudden, like, one of the one side of the wall like opens up and like slides out of the way and they can go somewhere. As soon as one person gets in, it closes. It closes behind them. And then on the other side opens. And so they get to they go that way. So he separates them. And there's a uh, whole maze of wood and stuff. It's actually a really good movie. That sounds TV awesome. Movie. <laughs> yeah. So we're kind of going with that. And okay. this is 1979. That was 1990. So this is kind of like a precursor to that. And you're so, saying this is happening in this like uh, uh so people know the the house we're talking about triangular house with uh front facing pretty much 90 percent you know windows are you talking about it happening in this house yeah but not okay so so it's not going to be quite like that it's like no maze or anything like he's going to have something like in the basement that they you know he's like i have a wine cellar can you go get the wine you know and then separate them and And then separate them them and and then go through this whole ordeal where you know they're they're fearful and things but what's going to happen is it, it kind of flips and it takes another twist later on. And at the end, like she ends up actually going to him because she sees something that her husband, like he's recording things as well because he's got like CCTV footage like in the basement. And there's like a setup for the husband because he asked him to go get the wine. And then the wife ends up like hating the husband. And then like, I'm your hero, you know? <laughs> And uh, it kind of goes that route. So it's it's dark. The husband ends up dying. <laughs> she ends up getting killed, too, because it's like he's just a, a maniac. He's like, mm. you know, getting re- his revenge, destroying their marriage. And then, you know, as soon as everything is gone from her, he he ends up just snapping. So that's kind of without going to too much detail, <laughs> even though it's a lot of detail. It's a that's a lot of I detail. <laughs> uh, for the record, like I didn't come today with a script. Like, <laughs> well, I didn't come with a script. I just came. No, no, the... but but no, that was good. That was up your alley when it came to that. It, like, that's a real. I, I got to remember that for the future. It's a really good thing to just write your synopsis like you were reading it on IMDb. 
<sighs> so yeah, and, and the whole time you're talking about it, I'm staring at the poster. I'm like, he, I think he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I looked at the eyes. The eyes were what was important to me. So I'm looking Not at the, the windshield wipers. Too. Him no, hugging her. No, but here's the thing. I'm glad that I went with my choice. Um, I think I think you probably should be. And so so the when I look at the eyes that you bring that up and while you were talking I was like did I misread the look on his face? I'm seeing true care of somebody who's who's not used to dealing with human emotion, you know, like okay. so my, That's my, why I think that we kind of like some of the similarities except mine didn't go psych- mine went psychotic where yours is just just <laughs> Mine was going to be psychotic. I was I was a hair away. <laughs> <laughs> my my thing was that I thought that John Hurd's character and Mary Beth Hurt's character um, were he was a sibling of a bride or groom and she was a separate sibling of a bride or groom. I can't tell like if he's a lovable brother to a sister or, you know, like he's a lovable brother to a brother. Um, yeah. Regardless, I think he's an accountant. Because okay. um, again, I'm kind of going with the like autism spectrum range and everything, and, and which I'm going glad with you the, did. The Ben Affleck, the accountant. Exa- well, yes, but less violent. <laughs> I, I like the idea of him being comfortable in numbers and everything like that, and having to be in an office setting, not alone. You know, architect. You know, working on his own thing, but having to be comfortable interacting with lots of people, such as clients and. And, okay. and everything like that. Uh, so he's not just coworkers. an office behind the behind either a closed door or in a cubicle. He's no. actually involved. He's got to talk to people. He might even be an adjuster or something like that. Okay. But and 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 so like he doesn't get treated as you know people should be. I see her as a sibling to another either bride or groom. You know for this wedding that they're going to. Okay. And again, she's introverted. Has high anxiety when it comes to. Um, being around people or being by herself it's like this like you know circular thing of like being codependent yet at the same time like social anxiety you know from being around people and everything so she just can't find a person that relates to her or treats her in a way that makes her comfortable i think that and now i'm going out on a limit here that house you see yeah. I think it's his house. Right. I think the bride or groom ended up putting their wedding upstate because he has tra- like a little travel anxiety. You know, like he'll okay. go to the office and everything for where he is, but like right. doesn't want to, you know, like drive him or travel so long. So that's why the wedding is upstate New York. Kind of looks like a lake house, doesn't it? It and does. It should sit on a lake. Yeah. Just and, a frozen lake. Yeah. And during the wedding, I believe that they kind of hit it off because they're like, she's uncomfortable about talking to people but he is engaging her without recognizing her uncomfortableness while at the same time conducting himself in a strange way that makes her comfortable with him and so this big snowstorm happens and everything and he's like my house is right down the street you know like we can go stay there but then it's like a squall you know like a huge snowstorm and they kind of get locked in together and they learn more about themselves they learn about each other and when i zoom in on that picture of them hugging on that poster i retract my state statement he's 
not he doesn't look creepy he doesn't look like he's hiding something okay i think it's just him giving a comforting hug and and thinking to himself that this is his first comforting hug to somebody and this is the first comforting hug that he's received okay i think this movie is extremely touching um i i i like again like you know the what, what's the book called the better uh the um the the chilly, chilly scene scene uh, of winter, like yeah. it's about chilly. people being chilly horror cold. Pe- no, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's about people being cold and alone and yeah. and like, like having to come tomorrow. together. Say again. Say it slowly. <laughs> like the day after tomorrow. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's about them coming together and like needing the warmth of another person. Okay. I think this is a love story through and through about two broken people, or not broken, but you know, not your. Day after typical tomorrow people. was a love story too. Hmm. Day after tomorrow was a love story too. Oh and yeah, the, heart. the 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 and weather really loved the Statue of Liberty. That <laughs> that that father loved his son. That son loved that girl. And people love you know ripping up uh, pages of a book and stuffing into their jackets to stay warm. <laughs> well, you just said trying to stay warm. Listen. This isn't an argument because there's, 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 we don't need a judge. There's a website that's going to tell us who's right. But I really, I really do think it's, it's a, it's a very thoughtful and before it's time touching love story about people that have some mental struggles that end up finding each other. You know, I think that sounds like a good movie. Honestly. Yeah. It is a good movie. We're about to read about it. We're about to to read it verbatim because. Your aunt Barbara told you about it. Um, I think that uh, I think both are good. I think both would be an entertaining movie to see. I think oh, mine yeah. would be more fun. But <laughs> yours would be more fun. Mine is probably more of like far more realistic. Honestly, no. I mean, like that's not a. It would yours would make more at the box office. Mine is more sure. for people who are like. I would like to buy popcorn and cry, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you want to do this? You think we're good? Is that all you have? I mean, that's all I got. Like, uh, that's, I really, I, that's what I'm saying. It was so easy for me to just turn this into a horror movie and, and get a laugh out of it. But I think it really, especially, you know, this, uh, this director and, and how I, like what I read about her made more sense than what I've known about the other two actors. Yeah. That, this person was important. And so right. I don't think that her importance in, in screenplay adapting and directing as a woman in 1979 would be wasted on a horror movie. I think that it's more in, uh, like involved emotionally. No, I, I think you're probably right. I also had it like the two people hugging weren't actually him and her. It was actually the husband and Laura, you know, and like mm-hmm. they ended up escaping the, you know, demented person's labyrinth of death. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that yours sounds probably more plausible. <laughs> it's just I looked far too deep into the creepiness of the poster, and uh, I, it, it, which is easy. That's that. what I'm saying. It's easy. Yeah. Like, and, I and it was, but I and I would have too if I hadn't read the history of of this director. That's what turned me away. I'm like, if people hold her in such high regard, she didn't do some throwaway 1979 B-rated, you know, slasher, no. you know, thing. See, I didn't read up on her. I looked at, I quickly Googled her and then just looked at the first few movies that she did. I was like, I don't know any of these. So I just, I just kept going. Like I just 
I stopped and then and went with the idea that I already had after looking at the poster. I was like, this is what I have. So this is what I'm going with. So I just kind of like stuck to my guns, basically. But uh, yeah. All right. So are you pulling it up right now? I'm pulling it up right now. It's coming up, if you want to Google it, under Chilly Scenes of Winter. If you put a, a Head Over Heels, which is the name of the movie, it comes up with the... Uh, what was the, the lead male uh, from I Know You Did Last Summer? All the girls loved him. When I typed uh, Head Over oh, Heels... Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Chilly Scenes of Winter is the thing? Ah. All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> okay, Chilly Scenes of Winter. Why did they call it Head Over Heels then? Um, maybe because they, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. I see a picture. Like, she doesn't look that happy. All right. All right. So, uh, all right. Are, are uh, you reading the, the, the. I'm in, I, it brought me right to Wikipedia. So, are okay, you in let's, IMDb? Let's go to Wikipedia. Hold on. No, I don't know. IMDb is probably better. No, IMDb is. Oh, I hope I'm wrong. All right, let me let me look at IMDb. It's yeah, saying IMDb. as this uh, the summary. Working for the Utah State Government as a uh, as a report writer, Charles Utah. Richardson. Well, you were closer, right? Colorado and Utah aren't yeah. the same. But no, but, it, but, but, but they're ski, not New York. <laughs> ski, yeah, but but like ski thing. I was kind of thinking around that kind of area. So yeah. Charles Richardson r- reminisces about his past love affair with Laura Connolly, um, with who he was immediately attracted upon first sight at first sight uh, when she worked in the file section of his office. Their relationship was. Uh, I'm going IMDb. It's just yeah, no, the, yeah. This is somebody this? wrote this named Hugo. Oh, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Are let's, you on, let's do a legit. You're on IMDb or Wikipedia? Uh, what were you just reading? From? I was reading from uh, IMDb. Okay, uh, well, I don't know which one's more legit, but the plot of this is according to Wikipedia. Charles Richardson is a civil ser- servant in his early 30s, working in departments. So that's all the same. And yeah, it is love at first sight. Laura is a married woman who has just moved out on her husband, Jim, a, a log home salesman. She is disillusioned by her own marriage and wants to find herself. Charles gathers his courage and asks her out. Soon, she moves in with him and seems happy, but starts having second thoughts. According to Laura, he loves her too much. You have this exalted view of me, and I hate it. If you think, this is a quote, if you think I'm that great, then there must be something wrong with you. Um, Okay, Laura leaves Charles and goes back to her husband, Jim. Sam, who's Sam? That came out of nowhere. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm reading along with you. I'm like, who's that? Recently unemployed as a jacket salesman, moves in with Charles, who tries to grapple with the loss of Laura. Charles's mother, meanwhile, is an eccentric who has suicidal thoughts. Where is this movie going? Dude, that's... <laughs> Charles begins to make efforts to win Laura back. Charles finds out from his secretary, Betty, what? why are you just introducing 14 different people in this, that Laura has left Jim once again and is living in an apartment with a roommate. Charles confronts Laura, finally asking her to decide if they will have a future together. And that's all it says. That doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It's and it um it kind of reminds me based on the synopsis, it kind of reminds me of we were talking about the movie before Nothing But Trouble. Like yeah. it has it has a solid plot up until two thirds of the way in, and then it throws itself three different endings and 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 just melts apart in roll credits. Like I I mean uh, well it, it did well. We're zip zip. We're zip, zero zip. zero. Like we didn't get nothing right on this. No, 
Zero. I mean, you were closer with the romantic comedy than I was, but it does. It that's, does that's it, and that's us grasping at straws. Did they did they get together? It doesn't say. It doesn't I mean, it did well. In the th- look at that. The budget was three million. The box office was forty, so it did well. Dang! Nobody else had anything to do in nineteen seventy nine. I guess what not. Was it had Peter Riger, who was from um, he played Boone in Animal House. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I can uh, I can find in the reviews is somebody be like, oh, there's somebody from Animal House there. The are, are you looking at the reviews? I'm looking at. One in particular, the Daily Alini, independent student newspaper. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Online. Let me let me okay. let me do one real yep, quick. Please go ahead. That says the highs and lows are in all caps real. This is a review on IMDb that gave it nine out of ten for a what? person named Raymond underscore Chandler. Oh, this Don't is a personal s- review. Yes, okay. I have always loved this film ever since I saw it in its re-release uh, in 1982. I have never seen the head over heels version, thankfully. Oh, what well, are you saying, help. sir? Uh, <laughs> what really hit me then was the parallel to an uh, obsessive love affair, blah, blah, blah. No, this person is talking about the book, not yeah. even the. Yeah. So, how are you going to review a movie on nine out of 10 and be like, thank God I never saw this movie? <laughs> There's nothing that says what it is. Like, okay. You and I, were, when we were talking about doing this movie, mm-hmm. we were like, I think we should see this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need to see this movie now. No, of course not. So, all right. So, so it's put under as comedy, drama, romance. I, ha- I see romantic comedy. Yeah. I, I can see that. But based on the Wikipedia thing, I can see drama more so than comedy. What's the runtime of this film? 92 minutes. Oh, God, you could put drama in that much. No, I mean that that's that ninety two minutes is a comedy. Like those are yeah, that's, that's what I'm a, saying. Yeah, that's for sure. Set up, laugh, move on. Okay. Uh we lost. Mm, did we lose? <laughs> well because I think we somebody said romantic comedy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know what? You can <laughs> sure go ahead have that one. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it to the bank. <laughs> I, I did say dark comedy, but in that basis, but yeah. That was more I think, romantic. No? I don't know though. I think that based on that synopsis, I think it is a little bit of a dark comedy in that per se. Like oh, wait, it's not me, okay, officially yeah, let, in a comedy. Let me find the word dark. Or, yeah. mm, You're not going to. No, we already established that beforehand. No, I said dark before it was dark. This is obviously <laughs> a dramatic comedy. It's not a comedy comedy. This isn't a slapstick. It's not a mm. a bosom buddies. This is a but it's but they they had romance comedy. back then, and yeah. I said romantic. And yes, so. I know. We can we can say whatever you know. We can go I'll through all this, this back and forth and thread the needle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you thread that needle. I'm going to sew you up with it. All right. So, all right. So everybody, thank you so much for talking to us. I would uh, <laughs> no. This, we're not done. Call this last um, word. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Sure. I mean, seriously. Can you? Hear you can this? go on YouTube, everybody. You can, can go on you YouTube. That? No, I can't hear that. Okay. I won't be able to because I'm not hearing your stuff. Um, I'll put it on mine. But you can actually view this for free on YouTube if you guys really want to. All right. So let's see. Okay. I have a trailer right here. All 
I don't know. All right, I so all right, all right, all right. If you cut so, this trailer differently, you have my movie. Yes, you do. Just I so will. You know. I will. I will say that. Like, especially <laughs> him doing the dollhouse and building it, and it's of the house that's in the the thing, you know, the yes. the poster. Yes. Um, but if you watched that trailer, I can't imagine what was the gross again. Thirty million. No, out of a 40, four million, forty million. Out of a three million dollar budget. Three million dollars. It ended up getting forty million. I didn't know people were that dumb in the seventies. I'm based on that trailer. How do you see that trailer and think like, oh, this is going to be a great date or any movie? Seriously, it was very badly put together. That trailer. It was very, very awkward. Like the, I think both of us got him right. <laughs> <laughs> Even though well, I just rated it ten stars because I got a pop up from IMDb, uh, I was like, "Somebody, I, I can't be the only one that was doomed to witness." That. Yeah, right. I can't believe this movie. This does not look good. Oh my god! No, it's not good, and we shouldn't watch it. And it, it, if we do watch it, we shouldn't subject our family and wives to it because no, it's it's bad enough. We if we lose ninety minutes of our life, you know what this should have been. Based on Peter Reigert being in there, it should have been a National Lampoon's movie, mm. and then and then went that route, because it looks like they wanted that. It looks like they there were parts in that trailer where you have Peter Reigert, he was throwing something into like a lamp thing. He was being him, and Who he had another thing with a, a bow and arrow or whatever. And bow the way and he was acting so funny, I think that that would have been better. First of all, it would have been better by not being a thing, right? But if you had to do it, do it again. As a National Lampoon movie, and then you have something. I'm going to say something unpopular. For who? You might have to cut this out. If you pull, know. if you pull a carry and like, oh, I would watch it. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Julie's not that bad. I'll, I'll tell. <laughs> no offense, Carrie, but seriously, no, we love you, brother. Um, all the stuff I read about how Joan Micklin Silver was a saving grace to. Uh, female uh, screenwriters and directors. Yeah. Okay, so it's not unpopular for me. It's unpopular for whoever's listening to this. It has a correct a thing um, with those kind of directors. If you see, if you see a combination of those three names, run. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what the other ones. Well, now I can. Now I can imagine what they would be like. And how was it? How did it make forty? Is that forty million national? Because again, this was released in Australia first, and then re-edited. And then released in America. It was Wikipedia. It didn't break it down for me. Oh, I almost cursed. It said, it said, <laughs> it said gross. It said gross. Yeah, so did <laughs> I. <laughs> I know. I knew you were gonna do it. It's the second time you've done that joke. Um, so, <sighs> all right. So I, mean, I don't know how it made forty. It, it it has to be international. It has to be all all together. Or there's got to be a like they say. I've seen a couple of reviews that say hidden gem. There's got to be some nugget of sparkling poop that is <laughs> sitting in the middle of this thing. That I don't know. I mean, this wasn't played in China. I know that. You know, that was before China was getting involved in movies on in an American scale. You know, they had their own things. Good for China. You know, with, <laughs> yeah. Well, is it? Uh, but they are missing out on Top Gun. So I just don't. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why. I I know one thing. What? I won this one. Yeah, no, you barely no. We barely, got the character. Horseshoes we both count got the hand, character. Uh, no, was it uh, uh, almost counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and this game? At first I was closer sight. with the demographic, with the locale, I should say. No, you gave me that, so I'm not taking I any did, points. But, but what's I don't worth want any more points. the locale 
or the actual theme of the the ninety minutes on film. Okay, so so you got if, some snow and trees in the in the in the right yeah. side of the country. If we're basing the movie on what they're labeling it as, then The Martian truly was a comedy slash musical. I almost I, I, like I almost <laughs> threw my drink at the computer screen, <laughs> like as if it was your face. I stopped only not to ruin the computer. <laughs> comedy musical. If you're okay with that, then yeah, I'll give you that one. You can have this as a romantic comedy. Sam's DMs are open. Tell him what you really <laughs> feel. <laughs> no, talk to Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> they wanted that movie to get a, uh, an Oscar nod so bad that they, they put it in a category of comedy slash musical. Oh, I didn't realize you could throw a silencer on a movie. <laughs> like, right? This one's too dangerous and loud. Let's keep it under the radar. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Th- I honestly don't think either one of us really win this one for the actual plot. Uh, I don't think either neither one of us were anywhere close. No, that's uh, all right. Listen, plot. I, I uh, no, 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 no. You're not signing us off with that. Uh, we have an Instagram page. It'll have a picture of it. Uh, you can tell people uh, about how wrong Sam can really be. I think, I think <laughs> oh, uh, romantic okay. comedy beats uh, uh, side of the country. Okay. <laughs> no, I, we already talked about your. Your miscategorization based on what they say. Yeah, that's why we I have just listeners. <laughs> I just don't think like there was no romantic comedy in that. Aye. It just didn't look like it at all, based on what we saw. And even one of the reviews we read was is it was like a drama. Uh all right. Well, um we both lost, so um <laughs> It was not what we thought. Entertaining, though. This is a good episode. I enjoyed it. I would watch your movie that you said with my wife, though, because it's a romantic comedy. Um, I would not watch this movie because it's not romantic nor comedy. You tell that to the page that says romantic comedy. Yeah, we already established that they don't get things right all the time. Yeah, you're going to make me break my own jaw with my own jaw. (laughs) It's a it's if you want to win on that that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. If you really want that as a win, no problem. Please uh, just it. listen to the show, look at the poster, hear what we said. We watched the trailer. Watch the trailer. Spare yourself 90 minutes, watch the trailer, then leave oodles of comments about how wrong Sam is. I I can't deal with this. <laughs> Why are you so angry about this? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> no, because look it's it's hard to j- just know you're right and be polite to somebody that you love and you care about and you Who like cares? being around. Who cares about the romantic? I will, I will say that you were closer with Colin romantic comedy. Okay? You got that right. That is right. I know. It's you not didn't right, get the though. right state. You got closer to the right state. Yeah, I got the closer. right genre. That's fine. I got snowy ski area. Yeah, I'll put you in a snowy ski no. area. So my, no, I guess you're not getting the point. The point is, with the, from that, based on that trailer... That was no, neither romantic nor comedic, right? Well, are we from the trailer or yes, from the classification of no, no, the no, no, movie? No. no, that's what you're not getting. Like they can classify whatever they want based on the it's, trailer. That was not a romantic comedy. You I, were I right. Saw, I saw kissing, and yes, I that laughed was not at it. kissing. <laughs> that was you saw you saw her trying to escape a car and him pulling her in for two kisses. Mm. She tried to leave that car. That's not romantic. You are right on their justification of it being a romantic comedy. Yes. That is a classification. And in some demented person's mind, that's probably a romantic comedy. They're like, oh, that's so heartwarming. You know, she was not in danger at all. But the man was playing with a dollhouse 
the man was jumping around like okay i can't have a good day i'm not with laura like he is a don't you know that everyone knows that what kind of line is that it was a messed up movie you are a thief in the night (laughs) (laughs) why (laughs) because like yes the Maybe there is a hidden gem. Maybe not all the people that put eight out of ten, nine out of ten reviews on this. Maybe it was a romantic comedy through and through. There's only okay. one way to find out, and I go think for it. I th- no no I think we I no I think we're both gonna have to go for it, and no. I think we're gonna have to chop it up. I think we're gonna have to chop it up and talk about it some other time. No. But why not? Tell you what, I will like tell you comedies. Yeah. Okay. So I'll tell you. Yes, I'll watch it, but I'm not watching this movie. <laughs> oh, all right. Listen, that's it for us. Is it? I feel like you are angry for no reason whatsoever. I just have a headache. That's all. I'm saying between everything. Yes, you got closest to the genre. I won. When it comes to the, but hold on. <laughs> I won. The game isn't the genre. The game is the plot of the movie. How close we get to the plot. No, it's what did you get right about the movie? You made me clap back now. You got me in like high school mode right now. I think, it's what I think, did you get right most about the movie? Okay. I want Rachel to hear me so she can put you in timeout. This no, is ridiculous. Rachel's not putting me in timeout, and I'm pretty sure Rachel. <laughs> You're wrong. You said, what did you say? No. See, here's... No, 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 no. What did you say? You're backpedaling. I'm not backpedaling. You said I was right because... No, hold on. Let me talk, all right? You were saying I'm right based on the fact that it's a romantic comedy. And I said that's just the same as me saying that I was right. But... All right, so here's the thing. When it comes to the plot... How are you not getting what I'm saying? When it comes to the plot, when it comes to everything that we said, we were we were off target. Like, we were yes, off target Yes, and that's the whole everything. game. Uh, my plot right. involved... My plot. I said that that was comparable. <laughs> that was comparable to what I was saying. No, comparable. Because the plot to the movie doesn't have to do with the assumed and off... framework and i think i think game. yeah all right listen all right I'll, I'll you know you're right i don't know why i got so mad and now my i head, don't know the, all i was comparing was the fact <laughs> that your statement of it you winning based on that is the same as me saying well yep, it's close no, you're, you're right this is a, this is a zero zero on this one <laughs> no. i hope this is fun for you guys listening to this i'm sorry <laughs> sam i didn't mean to yell at you <laughs> I, you got so heated i did folks I don't know he why. is red right now <laughs> And I'm, it's not that he's angry. Am I red? It's just, <laughs> yeah, you are red. And it might just be the lighting. <laughs> no, it's me being red. <laughs> it's not that he was angry. It's just that he thought that I was saying he didn't win this game. I'm like, it's not about what this plot is. or It's about the plot. It's not about this other crap. Yeah. And I yeah. don't care. I'll give you the win if you want to base no, no, on no, that. No, 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 no. Because I don't need a lollipop. Thank you, Doc. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not even doing that. It was it was just like that's as ridiculous as a statement as me saying, well, I win because or I get a point because it's just as close or it's closer than where you were. You know, right, it, that's right. ridiculous. God, I feel silly. Yeah. <laughs> and now do you understand the whole Martian thing? Margin thing? Martian. When I was saying 
them just calling it a romantic comedy doesn't make it a romantic comedy. Right. They right, called right. Martian a musical comedy. Yeah. It's not either of those things. Right. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Based on what we saw, I I think I thought I, I would honestly, love to see my movie. Honestly, I, I I would too. I would love to see it more than what the trailer shows me that I could yeah. see. Yeah. Um, I was really expecting it to be more. When you and I looked at the poster. We said to each other, this might be one that we actually are going to watch. That's right. And we were very excited for this one. Not only we were excited, we're also very wrong. We're not going to watch this movie. No. This movie will collect dust in 3C videos, you know, claim closet. <laughs> There's a reason that it's on YouTube for free without any ads. Oh, and that's is there? because no one cares. Boy. <laughs> no one wants to see this movie. I'm disappointed that we're not seeing it, you know, honestly. Based on what I thought that it could have been, right. not not what I said. Even but even the even fact my that romantic comedy, you know, like that would have been a better movie. Uh, Marion would have sat for that. Yeah, I think like, Rachel probably would have sat for a hundred percent. If I if 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 I if you or I hit a t-ball home run on that and and went back to the misses is yeah. they would have watched it. Yeah, like, either way. And we would have scored points with our, our wives. Yeah. They, they would, would have been so happy with now us. Now they just know that they married dumb people. Yeah, just <laughs> idiots. <laughs> one is obviously psychotic, thinking that everyone is demented and, and looking to kill other people. And the other one who can't get a location right. <laughs> well, hey, that was good. And I think we have some clips for the beginning of the the reel for next uh, sure when I do. put this out. I think it's gonna be fun. Like the whole angry part, like why oh, are you not man. getting this? I'm so embarrassed. Uh, and, that, and once why? you said like why you're, you said why are you angry? And I'm seeing the wavelengths, and I'm like, oh, I am angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm getting louder now. <laughs> oh, it's oh. like it's just a stupid movie. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah. Uh, well, it was good talking to you this morning, and if I don't see you later, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.